Uh, so what y'all do for Father's Day? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> did the kids give <laughs> you some macaroni uh, necklaces or something? No, sir. I did squat. Um, I got a new band, a new wedding band <laughs> for Father's Day. Oh, it's okay. actually nice. It's smooth. You know, she said, she said it's more prevalent. You know, see it better. Like, you can see the last one pretty good, but no, you can see this one better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, but I uh, I made crab legs for dinner, though. Mm-hmm. Damn, you had to cook my father's ass, messed up. Oh, no, I don't, I didn't mind. Like, <laughs> I enjoy, I'm getting my, uh, my, my cooking feel back. I used to love cooking, so I'm kind of getting that back. <laughs> so I was cool. I was cool with that. What you can? Um, it was cool, bro. Um, it was super low key. Um, just chill with the fam and everything, man. I got it. I got this air fryer that I wanted that I saw on the infomercial randomly up one night. And I was like, damn, man, I want that motherfucker. So <laughs> like having this house, like I'll be seeing so much stuff. I'm like, oh man, I want to do that. I want to do that. Like I was looking up fucking um, uh, attic ladders earlier. I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I got some socks, <laughs> which I'm happy about. Like I got some another pair of socks with my kids' faces on it. So, oh, okay, oh, that's, okay. that's dope. That's, yeah, it's cool. That's and whenever nice. I wear them, people love them. So, so <clears throat> it's a conversation piece. You have to send me a picture of those. Yeah, I, I got you. It. But uh, yeah, we we ventured out for the first time during quarantine. Um, like we went to my uncle's house. It was it was like ten people there max, but yeah. still like more people than I've been around for like I don't know a long three time. months. Yeah, still weird. Yeah, because like you can't touch nobody. Like you just mm-hmm. and you want to, you'd be like, uh, hey, right? It's people yeah. that you usually hug and shit. And it's like mm-hmm. you can't hug nobody when you leave. Elbows, elbows. Motherfuckers, <laughs> 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 like, just walk off. <laughs> but we did have a moment like y'all uh like when we were leaving we went down lake drive just to see and there was plenty of people out there nobody uh, had masks on like it was just shameless full of people no my daughter was pissed in the background <laughs> i mean in the back seat she's like there's so many people out here nobody's wearing a mask. that person doesn't have masks that person doesn't have like she was upset <laughs> <laughs> And wilding out here like this running went away. They ain't went nowhere. They forgot all about it. It's, it's coming back strong as fuck, yeah. too. Come like back the numbers started going back. What'd uh-huh. you say? What'd you say, Ken? No, I said it's going to come back and bite everybody in the ass. Man. But, uh, yeah, let's get started. So 154 Technical Files, sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-D, number three, a.k.a. Ass Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to head and roll this out this week. We're going to get the body shaking. Hey. <laughs> I'm the urge. Only known as. 
the air jay uh not joining us this week is the real life tifa lockhart yeah i gotta help me with this mm-hmm. the yep. girl next door mm-hmm. holding it down for all the women that love sports i didn't say her name camille there you go star of the crew oh um, this boy k here is the gentleman oh, that gentleman jesus christ be every- <laughs> hey, hey it exposes like how much camille does <laughs> <laughs> we can't I even get the video when I was me. All right. Um, yeah, everyday gentlemen. 24-7? <laughs> yeah. These niggas here, boy. I tell you, I've been gone one week. They just forgot about my <laughs> I can't. I can't take no more weeks off. Also known as... Okay, Diddy. Hey, we take that? that? Take that? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm gone. I did. Anywho, you can find us at www.technicalfile.com. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. Yeah, right. You can also find us on Facebook at Technical File Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, Technical File Pod, over time where you can join in with the listeners, fans, and fam. Also, don't forget now. We got other social media platforms, also known as the Twitter and the Instagram at Technical File. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll see you. Um, but like I say every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing Tech File fam, um, share with everybody you know your mom, <laughs> your granny, your uncle, everybody. I'm putting everybody on Tech File. We're going to grow without y'all. So let's make yeah. this thing. We're telling welcome. 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 By the uh, Tech File Challenge. See, Camille did it. Shout out to Camille. Did you? I didn't make I, it. I was gonna say I didn't see anybody <laughs> do it, but I must miss Camille. No, it was Camille. She definitely did. It. I didn't make it, uh, but that's that's a conversation we gotta have off. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> what did we say last week? Uh, shout out where you from? See, and it had to do uh, just screenshot. Uh, screenshot the show. Tell us where you're from. Racing. Share with your friends. Y'all know where y'all are. Do it. Share it. Uh, but wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, yeah, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. <laughs> 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 Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher. <laughs> iHeartRadio. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Barely, much. <laughs> Himalaya. Like a player. Wooshka. Wooshka. And wherever you're listening to this episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars the better. It helps us. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, top ten listening cities. Uh, number one, finally back in the top spot, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, was she not here? Hey, shout out to Milwaukee. <laughs> hey, fighting spirit, bro. They back, well, Number two, uh, Racine, Racilla. Racing always. Number three is a curveball. Um, 
Dublin, Ireland. Oh shit! Dublin. Oh, no. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, number four, Minneapolis, Minnesota. They get cold in Minnesota. Number five, Germantown, Wisconsin. Okay, okay Germantown. Uh, number six, Crowley, Texas. Texas always showing love. Hey, we got love in Texas. I love y'all too. Number seven, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Okay, Chi Town. Um, number eight, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. Charlotte been showing love too, though, little mm-hmm. Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, San Diego, California. Okay, San Diego. Oh, all the way in the West Coast. Okay. West and rounding out the top 10 is Houston, Texas. H-Town. H-Town. ATL, where y'all at? ATL be on every week. Y'all, y'all tripping. They went on vacation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh international listeners from ireland as mentioned previously and spain as usual spain is usually very loud yeah, yeah. Spain, here too. all right uh let's uh let's get to the sports all right so uh a crew member from richard petty motorsports uh who is a uh, bubba watson's team bubba watson no that's the golfer Bu- bubba wallace <laughs> <laughs> bubba wallace <laughs> Uh, discovered a noose Sunday at Talladega Super Speedway and alerted NASCAR immediately. NASCAR then contacted the FBI and the FBI sent 15 agents to the track to investigate. Um, this action led to an outpouring of support from other NASCAR drivers and crews with a large number of them pushing Bubba's car at the beginning of the race on Monday. The FBI has since determined that Bubba Wallace was not the victim of a hate crime as suspected and that a pull rope was fashioned like a noose and had been on the garage door at Talladega Super Speedway since early fall, since as early as last fall. Um, so obviously when this story broke, like it was a huge thing because, you know, obviously NASCAR has done like a really big push um, to kind of curb racism in the last couple weeks. I, mean, I guess better late than never. Um, yeah. But this was kind of seen as a, set, a setback because Bubba Wallace is the only black driver on the on the circuit. So um, mm-hmm. it was nice to see nice to see that community come together and rally behind them. Um, and I mean, it's good to see that it wasn't like a hate crime. Like, you know, leaving yeah. the noose is some serious <laughs> um Old school racism. Yeah, that's pure. Yeah. That's pure. Um, racism at its purest. Yeah. I mean, I would be interested to see, like, why there was a noose in general. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's a little bit easier to pull, but, like, nobody noticed that since last fall. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's suspicious. It's just, like, that's a weird thing just to be, like, anything that can be considered a noose, like. Correct. Yeah. And it showed up in this one garage that was assigned to the black dude. Like, and they were saying that nobody had any idea that he would get assigned to that garage. It just was a chance. It just so happened that he got assigned to the garage. And when he went there and saw it, but that's the story that they're putting out there. The only problem is the other side now mm-hmm. is calling it a Jesse Smollett situation. And, you know, they was just doing it for uh, attention and, you know, it was fake from the start and uh, it was just a, it was a 
bad fuel to a bad fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't know enough. Like, uh, I guess when it broke, I was kind of like, how I would imagine that they have tons of security footage, you know, like to to work from because these are you know multi million dollar vehicles that they have, right. you know, mm-hmm. that they have in these garages. So I'm assuming that the security has to be kind of outrageous um and given how quickly they were able to do this investigation like what wrapped up in 28 40, 24 to 48 hours like they ain't had nothing else to do <laughs> um, but again like that um but yeah so I, I was wondering like how people like who even has access to a garage to put something like that in there like was mm-hmm. a rival team or was you know but Right, and that was the question. It's a moot point at this point. So, what does that do for NASCAR's message? I guess because you already alienated a lot of your fan base. Even though you should have, even though if they got alienated, fine, fuck them, whatever. But in essence, you alienated your fan base to support this message strongly. For that to happen, you back the only black racer for it all. Turn around and just be, hey, it was already there. It's just a rope from the uh, from the garage door. I mean, honestly, to me personally, like I don't think it's gonna change anything. Like I think anybody that was likely to, you know, back NASCAR before is still going to. And people that wanted to stick to being racist, they were like they weren't gonna be swayed. Any, they're just gonna be louder now, I guess. But yeah. I don't think that it really sets back that message that they were trying to put out mm-hmm. mm. At least, uh, to me it, it wouldn't because again like the, the people that don't believe it i mean the people that are like vocal about it now like they were the ones that didn't believe it in the first place true because they initially came out and disputed it and said well, like like i said where's the, where the camera footage and mm-hmm. where's the security and that, that, that. Like, I jump to that. conclusions and yeah right. like yeah and i worked at uh the Milwaukee Mile, because I, I used to work at State Fair. And, yeah, security, but then I was part of security, too, at, like, mm-hmm. 16, 15, 16, 17. So it's well, not I mean, as tight like, as you would think. Yeah, but, I mean, like, one, a NASCAR race and, a, like, the races that go on at the Milwaukee Mile aren't necessarily going to be on the same level. Maybe having a... Forgot what kind, what level it is. It's pretty. It's up there though. It's like either yeah. if it's not the actual NASCAR event. I think they have one, but outside of actual NASCAR event, it's like one level under it. Well, isn't like the? Well, I guess that's all NASCAR. Like the, I don't know what they call it now, but it used to be like the Bush Series. Like there's like mm, the, like the little the trucks and stuff like that. No, that's something different. Like there's like the big NASCAR, and then there's like the junior NASCAR, and then there's like truck NASCAR. I don't know. Like I, they change sponsor names all the time, right. so I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what the main NASCAR uh, circuit is called now. Pro Series. I think it's Pro Series. Well, no, I mean it was like it was Nextel at one point. It was like Winston <laughs> at one point. It was Sprint at another time. Like I just don't know what's called. Those are different cups. That's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're different levels, though. For sure. Whatever. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this is more NASCAR talk than we've ever had, including last week. Um, the Cowboys have officially received quarterback Dak, Dak Prescott's signed $31.4 million exclusive franchise tender. 
Um, so that means that the two sides now have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal. Otherwise, one cannot be done until after this season. Do you think that they will be able to work out a deal in the next three weeks? Negative. It took him this damn long for him to sign the tender. <laughs> and he was holding out because he was really trying to get the contract. He was like, hey, give me my monies. Yeah. And yeah, and Jerry, ain't nobody heard from Jerry. Anybody has anybody heard from Jerry? He disappeared. <laughs> he the Jerry was Houdini on motherfuckers, bro. Poof, disappeared, bro. Like I don't know where the hell Jerry been, but he ain't been negotiating. That's like what you're like. <laughs> he, he's adhering to that thing that your mom tell you. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. He, he saw all this bro. shit. Like he's like, there's no way I'm getting out of this. Without saying something stupid, so I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. You got all that money. You don't want to get back some of. You might as well put it in your PR team. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, don't let Jerry say shit. Hell no. (laughs) Never fall from him. Yeah, well, I think for Dak, it's he got his money for this year, but he's. I don't think he's gonna resign. I don't think he's gonna resign. And think can that's your backup team, right? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Black quarterback though. Yeah, I mean he he go get his money somewhere. I just don't know. Dallas ain't giving it to him. And he's talking about forty million. Yeah, he'll fool with it. <laughs> he'll fool with it. <laughs> he's talking about around forty million. I'm like, hey, how much how much is Kirk Cousins getting paid? I'd much rather have that. Not funny. I think it's like Kirk might get like 36. Yeah, I was like, inflation. Like we said, the cost of business is going up. Like, hey, uh, it's the money, man. I mean, hey, but you. He came in hot and then he faltered like majority of the rest, like most of the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of got like mediocre as the season went on. Like, yeah, he had put up big numbers throughout the season, but he started so hot. Hey, like, we're talking about NFL quarterbacks here. Like, mediocre gets you paid, above average gets you paid. White mediocre gets you paid. That's fair. (laughs) Because, boy, Tannehill had one season. Look at him now. (laughs) One season, was it? One season. He he had eight games. Look at him now. And Dak can't even get it. He's been over there balling for them for the same damn team. Yeah. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely right, my good son. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll resign. I don't think so. I think he'll get up out of there. If I was him, I would. Because, I mean, it'll be some teams that go need quarterbacks. Who knows what happens in Buffalo? Who knows where Cam goes? But there's gonna be some there's gonna be some teams out there that are gonna need a quarterback when they done trying shit out over in San Diego. <laughs> like, I feel like there's gonna be some teams that need quarterbacks. Cleveland yeah. might not uh, Baker might not last. Yeah, yeah, I mean like a lot of changes in a year. I mean look honestly at this point I would probably be taking whatever guaranteed money they have on the table. Because like you don't even know if they're gonna have a season this year. Like you don't know what is what the revenue is gonna be like. Yeah, like Burn the hand is better than two in the bush or whatever the, the saying is. There's so many people, CBAs will be fucked up from not having these seasons or having these shortened seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the salary caps is going to be all screwed and wonky. Like, it's a lot of money that's going to go miss, be missing money next year. So, yeah, like the 
getting the franchise tag now, signing the next. Yeah, he get his money now because all of that's this year. But yeah. you know, that long term money is, is what he's been trying to fight for because we don't know what's gonna happen after this season. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering so, if Dallas, knowing that, like if they lowered their offer or anything, like. Maybe that's why he took the tender now, because like whatever money he had on the table before, like they come back. Doing like, oh, you know, huh? It's probably dwindling because the season. Like, well, next season ain't this coming season ain't even guaranteed, so we might have to ratify the CBA. And you know, the money kind of tight, Dak. Man, we just We've had to reassess because of uh, <laughs> the current climate. Yeah, right. we play Zeke. You know how that goes, man. You know we just got CD. He gonna get. He gonna need money in five years. We can't have you on the cap at that amount. You know, in five years, with CD gonna need his money. Did they sign <laughs> Cooper back yet? They resigned Cooper. Yeah, they got Cooper. Yeah, back. yeah. They, they resigned him though. They gave him a long term. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he got like either four or five years or something like that. Well deserved. But, yeah. Cooper got his money. Zeke got his money. Uh, they tell him. Well, Jamal Adams trying to force his way over to Dallas. Is he on there? I think we talking about his crazy ass too. Uh, no, but you can do it now. <laughs> well, Jamal Adams still trying to force his way out of the Jets, and he's been trying to force his way to Dallas since last year. Remember that whole fiasco and debacle midseason? I want, I want to get traded. No, why were they trying to trade me? They put me on a trade block. All right, well then, trade me. Like, come on, bro. That's how it all started. It was just building offers. <laughs> he got upset. <laughs> It happens. Hey, use whatever <laughs> leverage you can get. Like, but he still got two years left on his contract. That's why you got to use whatever leverage you have. Like, he ain't got much. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got nothing. He got nothing because they gonna literally need like two first, like the type of player he is. He's an all pro safety. But don't get, and he could probably play linebacker too. But he's an all pro safety. And they don't really get paid like that, anyways, up at that position. But. He's only in his third year, bro. He's he's probably top two safeties in the league. He may be number one. Hey, don't <laughs> convince me. Convince the Jets. He done. They see it. They know that. That's why they hold on to him because he only like twenty two million over the next three years. How old is he? Twenty three. Twenty four. Maybe twenty five tops. But because they got to go to college, so I can't remember if he came out his junior year or senior year. That would make a difference. I don't think it matters. <laughs> they just say he in his early 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Like, he still got this whole, like, yeah, he can be a long-term issue. Mm-hmm. And they would need, if I was them, but the Jets are dumb. They do dumb shit all the time. Uh, they, I need at least two firsts and maybe, like, two-thirds or something like that. Like, I need I need a lot back. I need a starter coming back or something. Like, I would demand a house. Like, he's worth a Khalil Mack type trade. Like, that's the type of caliber player he is. Yeah. He's just trying to Ken, get out of there, bro. Ken, how you feel like that uh, that trade worked out for y'all? I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm not. It still ain't proven stuff yet, bro. We, I, I need, we need to get in the playoffs. We need to get close to smelling the Super Bowl, B. We're not close yet. It's not his fault, though. We, we haven't had a quarterback in offense. So, but oh. we gave up oh. the house. Huh? <laughs> Oh, now you ain't had a quarterback or an offense. He admitted that a while ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I have, I have okay. said it. Y'all got Nick Foles now? Chill out, bro. I'm like, what if y'all all right, bro? <laughs> we could have Cam's still out here, but we go pick up Cam's next still out. Cap's still out here. 
Come on, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Never want to win, bro. It is what it is. We'll hey, listen. Y'all know what? Y'all getting trippy Mitchie out of here. He got to, bro. He man, he he been tripping, bro. That's what he been doing. He been tripping. Uh, but you mentioned Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Um, Medium has announced that Colin Kaepernick will be joining Medium's board of directors. Uh, Medium will also partner with Colin Kaepernick on Kaepernick Publishing to create feature content focused on race and civil rights within America. Um, so that's just a good look for him. It's <clears throat> good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, so on that same kind of wavelength, uh, Las Vegas Aces guard Angel Bacatri has created a petition to allow WNBA players to put their the names of, quote, human beings who have been injured or killed in incidents involving police brutality on their jerseys for next year. Hmm. So stuff so like Breonna Taylor, George yeah. Floyd. Mm-hmm. The list is endless, unfortunately. Um, I've also seen like mock ups of like being able to put uh, a Black Lives Matter or other types of uh, phrases and stuff on there. Um, So, I I, I mean, I don't know how far she'll get on it, but that would be cool to see. Um, Yeah, definitely. I'd like to extend it to the NBA too, like if they can. That'll be dope. Like in uh, Premier League, too. Yeah, the Premier League did. I think we mentioned that last week. Um, and I mean, like, especially since they're in the bubble anyway, um, like, it's something to kind of differentiate from, like, their nor to further differentiate from their normal operations, I guess. Um, sure. And actually, the, in the WNBA, Jaquil Jones, Natasha Cloud, Renee Montgomery, and Latoya Sanders have all announced that they'll be sitting out the upcoming season. Um, but it's for different reasons. So Joan, Jaquil Jones mentioned that she has health concerns. Um, <clears throat> and she was actually the runner-up for MVP last year. Or no, she's an MVP caliber player for the Connecticut Sun, who were last year's runner-up. Uh, the Washington Mystics, who won the title last year, beating Connecticut, um, are losing both Sanders and Cloud. Um, the Atlanta Dream are trying to bounce back from a down season, and Montgomery <clears throat> is a part of their veteran foundation, having started every game over the last two seasons. Both Montgomery and Cloud specifically mentioned continuing the fight for social justice as enormous factors in their Um So... And I don't remember if Tim mentioned this on on mic or if it was before we started recording, but um, the NBA's official deadline to pull out is June 24th, which is today for first day listeners. Um, but Walsh did just tweet out this afternoon that it's a soft deadline and essentially players have until July 1st, which is when teams have to submit their uh, final rosters for the bubble. So and that's next between, week. Yeah, I was going to say, between now and the end of next week, we should know who's going and who's staying home. Um, a couple of people have actually... Yeah. I was just going to say before we started discussing it, like a couple of people have already come out and said um, they won't be going. 
Um, the first was Trevor Ariza. Um, so he opted out of participating in the NBA's Orlando restart, uh, committing instead to a one-month visitation window with his young son. Um, he's involved in a custody case over his 12-year-old son and the mother's decision to grant a court-ordered one-month visitation period during the league's quarantine of teams in Orlando. Um, so this led him to choosing his parenting responsibilities over competing with the Blazers. Which is uh, fair. <clears throat> yeah. I also feel like it was kind of, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but like it was strategic on the mother's part to. Yeah, they said they've been going back and forth for a minute. Yeah, this just seems kind of like a spiteful move, but I don't know the intricacies <laughs> of their custody case, so I don't want to comment on it further than that. But right. like, you're putting him in a position where he has to choose between going to work or seeing his mm-hmm. So I, was, I want I want to look into it though because that's what it looks like. Right. But again, I'm not them, I'm not involved, and I'm not well read on the subject beyond what Walsh tweeted out yesterday. So Correct. <laughs> Staying in my commentary Read on it. that. <laughs> uh, and another player was uh, Davis Bertans. Um, so he plays for the Wizards. He's actually an upcoming free agent this summer. Well, not this summer. I guess this fall. Um, yeah, I, I welcome him to Milwaukee, bro. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a shooter. Um, Sixteen, <clears throat> but big ass sharp shooter. <laughs> so he's uh he's twenty seven years old and he's on the cusp of a lucrative long term contract. But he has a history of two ACL injuries in his past, um, and he just didn't want to risk, you know, his long-term future over what likely will be eight games and then finishing it out, you know. Because best-case scenario, they win to force the tie or to – that they win enough to force a play-in game, and then they win that, and then they play the Bucks the first round. <laughs> so, I'm like, hey, well, what are we really doing here? So, um it does say that as an organization, the Wizards have fully supported his decision um, and that they remain determined to sign him as a free agent this fall. And again, I welcome them to Milwaukee, though. You just want everybody <laughs> that's good in Milwaukee. <laughs> and listen, I have no, I, I talked about him before the season started. Remember, I said I talked about him last off uh, for the uh, trade deadline. I was like, I would love for uh, if we made any move, that would be the move that I would pick up Davis Bartons. You have to go back and check it out, but I definitely mentioned I, it. I, I remember. I, that doesn't change what I said, which is you want anybody that's good in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I said. Uh, what else do we have here? So, some injury news. Um, the 49ers actually lost two wide receivers um, to injury. So, Debo Samuel broke his foot. Um, I don't really have a timeline for his uh, recovery, um, <laughs> but Kiffer Turner slash wide receiver Richie James Jr. broke a bone in his wrist, and he's likely to be sidelined for at least two months. Um, I was like, "Damn, damn, Debo." I mean, I feel yeah. bad for Richie too. Yeah, it was uh, Debo. Was a, it was that's a blow for them. That's a big blow for them. Do you know what his timeline for recovery is? I don't know. He. I don't think he's going to be available one time for uh, training camp, though. But I mean, it, broke foot, I imagine, but it depends on what where he broke it and how mm-hmm. soon it is. Um, <laughs> um, in the NBA, <coughs> in the NBA, uh, 
Mavericks guard Courtney Lee uh, is going to miss the bubble um, because of an injury that he sustained during quarantine. Um, he injured his left calf, um, and they say he wouldn't be able to work out again before July 1st, um, but they haven't released any other details beyond that. Um, so maybe he plays, maybe he won't, but I know when, it was, when the news initially broke, they said that they were going to be on the market for uh, replacement guards because they don't foresee him coming back. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting what uh, free agents get picked up. Uh, yeah, there have been a couple so far. Like I know David Nwaba signed with Houston. Yeah, two years. I was like, oh, y'all signed and signed it. <laughs> yeah. Corey Brewer, I think, was a Denver, right? I think it was Denver. Possibly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. especially uh, Isaiah Thomas. I'm kind of curious as to where he gonna fall if he if somebody picks him up. <clears throat> Let's see. Hopefully, like, you know, like I, I still like I always feel bad for him when he comes up because like man, he was so close to getting his money and then real time injury. Like that's why like I don't blame like people like Bertans. Like it's like what am I what am I playing for? Just like there's. Very limited upside for me playing in this thing, and I'm putting mm-hmm. my health at risk, like COVID related, and like I'm risking injury. So, it's like, mm-hmm. just, just to get smacked in the first round, bro, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, these are facts. Yeah, so it'd again, be exciting what, games because they office yeah. was crazy, but yeah. But, like, I mean, like, again, like, regardless of what reasons the players have for not playing, like, I can't really blame anybody for what decision they make. Because it's like if I was given the choice of, you know, do you want to go back to work or do you want to keep saying no? Right. Like, man, with all this shit going on, I keep me out. Yeah, and it's going back up. Like, yeah, I, I stay at the crib, bro. Just pay me my money. Give me my money. Well, the NBA <laughs> players aren't getting paid, but they can afford to not get paid uh, a little bit more than I can. So. Um, speaking of which, uh, so we had a couple notable athletes test positive for coronavirus. Um, the first of which was Denver's Nugget star Nikola Jokic. He tested positive. Uh, he tested positive in Serbia, and uh, his return flight to the U.S. was temporarily delayed. Um, he has been asymptomatic since testing positive last week, and he is expected to be cleared to travel to Denver within the next seven days. Um, another European athlete with the uh, initial, uh, initial NJ. NJ. Uh, oh, I'm getting an echo. Um, Novak Djokovic, he also tested positive for coronavirus, um, he and his wife. Uh, so this was, he tested positive after playing a series of exhibition matches he organized in Serbia and Croatia with zero social distancing. Um, yeah, he's. <laughs> I seen that interview earlier. He was saying that uh, he thought he was doing a good thing, and you know they did the uh, they planned the events at a time when the numbers were uh, trending downward, and they did what they thought was right at the time because he was just looking at it as bringing you know a lot of his people to uh, just bringing people together. And, you know, that's the like, worst thing you can do right now. <laughs> it's literally, like literally, the the one thing that they say is stay away from people. And you're like, I think I'm doing a good job by bringing people together. That's stupid as hell. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> he said the numbers was going down. He thought he was doing. That no. don't fucking matter. They they going down because people staying the fuck away from each other. Like, <laughs> why would you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I was like, bro. I was just sitting looking at. It. I was like, bro. All right, dog. <laughs> 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 right, ain't nobody gonna buy that shit. I thought I was doing a good thing by bringing everybody together. All right. Bro. So he's actually the fourth uh, player to test positive after participating in these matches. So yeah, they were just like a, a incubator. At these matches, like what the fuck, man? And like, I have limited sympathy for him already because it came out earlier this year that he was an anti-vaxer. So it's like you just don't care about diseases. That's that's the gist I'm getting from. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. Let's see. He's my oh. social distance, please. Let me, um, let me run through this baseball real quick, man. These motherfuckers here. We might have a season, we might not. We might have a season, we might not. All right, so <clears throat> Major League Baseball has asked the MLB Player Association if players can report to camp by July 1 and will sign off on health and safety protocols. The union has been asked to respond by 5 p.m. on Tuesday today. I believe that the union said that they were all going to uh, vote yes for it. If they haven't already, they already they voted yes. They, well, I, they said they, they were voting. Okay. Um, so the number of games would be 60 opening day would be around July 24th spring training would be July 1st. Um, and the MLB asked the MLB PA on Monday, where the players would be able to report the training in their, their responsive city, respective cities within seven days by July 1st, uh, number of teams in the playoffs will be 10. So there is no uh, extended playoff, no expanded playoffs and the salary structure will be full pro, uh, pro race, pro rider, <laughs> full pro rating. I know, but it's just, Pro Rod. <laughs> Sorry. I am Ron Burkeby. Um <laughs> Which for 60 games means that players will earn around 37% of their full se- season salary as long as the truncated schedule is completed. A um, couple thoughts on that for me. <clears throat> so pretty much it's going to be a sprint of a season because 60 games compared to 182 that they typically play. 162. 162. Jesus Christ, bro. It's going to be – so put it like this. Typically, the Brewers start off real hot, and then everybody like, oh, by June, we know what kind of team they'll be. If the Brewers start off real hot again, more than likely they're going to be in the playoffs because if you pretty much bomb out the first week or two of the season, you're out of there. Right. <laughs> you might as well give up. And then at that point, you'll probably get a lot of stars calling off or calling in and be like, nah, I'm good, bro depending on what a team is. So there's a high possibility that some of the, best, of the teams best teams will be out of the playoffs. Like some of the really good teams, because some of these teams, uh, the Nationals was under 500 after uh, after 60 games last year. So you'll see teams that usually fight and claw their way back in or the, the big popular teams who usually start off slow and got to take a while because they got all the old stars <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to get their rhythm and find a shot or they swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a lot of teams out of there. Two, um, no expanded playoffs, like I said before. Three, uh, some of the best teams may not make it up. I said that. Brew, number four, Brewers may be the favorite <laughs> just because we start off hot. Uh, number five, the I'm new CBA – Go, go ahead. Are, are the Brewers are a notorious hot start team? Yes, recently, usually... recently we have been because before we was we was real bad at starting slow. Like, is it be super slow or super hot? But there's there like, been no in between really. 
Yeah, because I was going to say, like, that year that they made the NCLS, um, like, I feel like they were terrible for the first half of the year, and then they just got hot in August and September. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Usually, the, and then they've had like two years seasons ago, where we started off really hot, and then everybody be like, boo, by June, we'll know who they really are. And after that, that's when we usually choke up, choke up the season away and be like, oh, man, we was in first, and now all of a sudden we end in third place. Like, we, we've done that a lot, too. So I was like, there's no trend. It's just got <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> now I said, there's no in between. Though. Ain't no, oh, you know what? They're trending. You know, they're there. No, see, <laughs> we go be there or we. Got <laughs> um, the only two uh, options, really. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the new CBA negotiations are next year, by the way. For the for MLB, so not only do you have this uh, fiasco of BS that they had going on this year with the, uh, the the shortened season, now you have to renegotiate a whole new CBA with these messed up salaries and financial mm-hmm. situation of this season, and take into account that there's probably bad blood from this negotiation already. Oh, so. it's a lot of it. It's a whole lot. Of, so it's, it's probably gonna be a long negotiating. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for the MLB for a little bit. It's gonna be a lot of hate. So I just got a push notification. Apparently, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was formerly addicted to alcohol and pornography. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, not, that's, not, that's why his arm's so strong. Oh my god! Is it like, a fixing? Like slinging that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, one of the strongest arms in the game, though. Like, <laughs> hey, at least at least he's just abusing himself at that point. Right, he had a crib. <laughs> like, why, why would you say that? Who who asked you this, sir? Yeah, <laughs> please, bro. You need to get real. Who wanted to know this information about you? That you have to just come out like, yeah, I used he, to, he was uh, at a Christian conference, so shit. I guess he was at a Christian <laughs> conference, so I guess you know. Oh, he was testifying. Testifying. He was he was coming he was coming clean. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> there Man, fuck being Roethlisberger. Anyways, <laughs> um, the 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 freaking uh, commissioner is calling it the implementation clause. That's how they're that's what they're calling this whole thing. He's using the implementation clause to restart the season for sixty games. Um, like you said before, the July first, or like I said before, July first will be the arrival date. And just for this whole shit showing fiasco, there have been eight rejected proposals over four weeks. So actually, this brings up something that I was thinking about earlier. Because um, I was reading the thing about um, somebody from the Athletic was calling for the NBA to shorten their season going forward. Um, and they brought up like how that may increase parity a little bit and like what what shortening the season would do going forward for uh, like determining a champion, because essentially the, the point of the regular season is to see teams for the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like, essentially he was saying like the last 20 games, which is basically where we're at now, it's like, it doesn't really matter because the playoff teams are usually locked in by this point And the seating doesn't really change that much. It may change by one, spot up or down essentially um so it's not like 
people people opting out of the last uh, opting out of the bubble is essentially like it shows how little like these last couple games matter because it's like nothing's really going to change at this point. So why am I doing this? Um, but that got me thinking about like for you, is it better? <clears throat> do you prefer parity or do you actually want to figure out like who's the best team? Cause I feel like, like you were saying about baseball, like if a team get, just gets hot for an extended period, like they aren't necessarily the best team, but they got hot at the right time. And now they're mm-hmm. the champion. Like does that champ, does that championship really reflect who the best team was? Like a, in a normal MLB season would, or do you like the fact that basically anybody has a chance at this point and it's just who gets lucky at the right time? I mean, true. Okay. So to answer your question, I would prefer parody because okay. like the nationals last year, like just Cinderella story of the decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but would parody, like, would parody make that a every year thing and would it make it less special when a Cinderella does happen? I mean, look at the NFL. The NFL, in essence, have parody, even though they have the evil villain, the evil empire over there in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the NFL, it could be anybody in the year. Yeah. They're probably the closest outside of March Madness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in, in essence, in, it's even the same question could be answered. Like, has the best team won? Typically, it's either the hottest the hottest team has become the best team in that, during that stretch, yeah. truth be told. So I'm I'm cool on the parody, but I do I do feel like you need an evil empire though in sports. I do feel like you do need an evil villain that everybody can latch on to hate together. Not everybody, just all the haters. Well, um, <laughs> no, I mean I guess like for me, like I'm looking at it, the value of a championship. So like the Packers won a Super Bowl ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like damn, that was a long time ago. But right. <laughs> yeah, they won. 10 years ago, like, I, f- I feel like it was so fleeting, though. Like, it's like, okay, you are the champion, and then it's just like, okay, that was that was a nice little story. Like, let's move on to the next thing. Like, whereas, mm-hmm. like, a Bucks championship for me would be like, man, we were the best team. You know what I mean? Like, the like those Packers, they just got hot, like, from week 10 on, basically. Like, they kind of stunk, or they were middling early year, and then they won, like, their last six regular season games. And then just like roll that through the playoffs. Whereas like the Bucks have to be like a dominant team from start to finish essentially to win mm-hmm. a title. True. So I, I guess like looking at it as a fan of a team, like I'll be like, man, this this Bucks title, like I, we had to grind for this shit for what? So you like the, the worst entirety of my life. <laughs> yeah, like I guess, I guess like for me, it's like that that title would mean more as opposed to just like, oh man, we got hot, and you know, like we were on a hot streak. I mean, like, you, I guess you I still bust your more. ass to get you on a hot streak too, though. Yeah. Or you yeah. just catch injuries at the right time, or like it's. I feel like it, you can't. You can't really like an NBA title is more unimpeachable than like an NFL title where people just be like, "Well, y'all got lucky because Patrick Mahomes got knocked out <laughs> with a concussion." Like otherwise, you y'all would lost. Toronto last year. Yeah, but that's how many other times has that happened in recent memory? Cause like even I mean, that year that like the the Cavs got hurt a bunch like, I mean the year that the Warriors Golden State went and they should have lost to Houston when they was down what three zero or two yeah two or three zero and then Chris Paul got hurt. I think they were down three one. Yeah, I, I, I mean I mean it happens. But still, like <laughs> it, it happens. It does, but 
I feel like a one game, like one game and you're out, like there's so much more room for fluky shit to happen. True. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Because the, the best that. team is going to win usually in seven games. Like the best yeah. team comes out at that point. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ken? What would you, what, you like? <clears throat> I feel like uh, parody is, is dope. I feel like. Um, I agree, like, what Eric was saying, too, like, with the Bucks situation, like, you know, like, Bucks fans thirsty for a ring. And, like, when it finally happened, like, it's going to be, you know, like, super fulfilling. You know, right. like, I'm used to winning like we are, you know? And it's all right. The Bucks fans like <laughs> Shut, shut your ass up, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all get there, victory, you know, we just used to winning over here. So, um, you yeah, know. That shit ain't happening this year. We going to see God. I don't know how the hell they became the favorites and we blew their ass out. Then we get hurt the second game and they all of a sudden the favorites. Man, shit, that shit. That shit pissed me off, so I'm serious. First game. Just blew them up. Both, both of them was there, too. They had both of them there healthy. Giannis got hurt second game. Oh, my God. The Lakers are the favorites. Oh, my God. They beat the Bucks. Right. They had y'all to take out Giannis to beat the Bucks. That we did for being y'all. That tells you everything you need to know. They're there. Y'all had to geek yourself up. This man, we beat the Bucks, man. Now we know we come. In the game series, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can go okay. come out on top. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I want to get the the exact wording of this correct. Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, has quote-unquote retired from the WWE per his The Last Ride docuseries. Uh, the Undertaker said, if Vince was in a pinch, would I come back? I guess really only time will tell. And in the case of emergency, in case of emergency break class, you pull out The Undertaker. I mean, I will have to consider that. Never say never. But at this point in my life, in my career, I have no desire to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a dope documentary, by the way. If I got me and Sam go binge watch it. We haven't watched it yet. Especially dope. I don't have a network anymore, so mm-hmm. is it on the free part, or you got to pay for it? It's probably on the free part. I think the whole network free, ain't it? No, they have like tiers now, so like it's free, like for the bottom tier, but then like to get access to real stuff, like the last ride back series, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Like they may be trying to. I don't know what's free and what's not at this point. Like they may have a little bit more content for the free side just to pull people in now that it's an option. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So Undertaker retired. You think this is legit, or you think he'll be back at WrestleMania? One more time. Vince is always in a pinch because Undertaker's always there. <laughs> <laughs> He's always there. So Vince must always be in trouble. <laughs> oh, just to put a ball on this, uh, backtracking a little bit, uh, the deal is done between the MLBPA and MLB on health and safety protocols. So, camps open on July 1st. It's official. Mm. Yeah. Baseball's back. They have All a right. schedule and everything. So, yeah, Dang. it's back. All right. Sports is flying back now. Everybody, like, All right, well, they all coming back. That's crazy. Tonight. They'll actually be the first ones to play. Because it looks like you said J- July 24th or something like that, right? Yeah. NBA doesn't start until July 30th. So they, <laughs> they slid right in there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I see what you're mm-hmm. doing. They're going to make sure they get, get a couple of those, uh, all them eyes on baseball, and then they go combine it right at that time so they ain't just the NBA no more. And yep, they came back right into And then NASCAR and pissed all their fans off. Baseball finna get all of them right on back. <laughs> America's national favorite national pastimes coming right on TV right before the NBA too. And they've been talking big shit about the NBA on Twitter. That's uh they've been over the zone. Yeah, we don't watch fucking NBA anyways. They waiting on baseball. That's why NBA <laughs> does what they do. They don't have to worry about offending them people. Exactly. Now, that's exactly what I said. I was like, they don't give a fuck about you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they know it just fine. Uh, but yeah, back to Undertaker. So, do you care at all? I do, because Undertaker is an icon. Like, in wrestling, I've, I've been wishing he retired before Brock broke his record, honestly. I was hoping that he would retire without his record being broken. And then I was hoping he would retire with Brock breaking this record for him just to come back again. And then lose again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, bro? Like, you should have been gone. You should have been done. You laid your hat and your cloth and everything like that in the ring, came back naked as a bitch. Like, come on, bro. You still, you supposed to be gone after that. Can't take cloth? What did you say? I said he had a can't take cloth? Right, bro. <laughs> no, I think, I, I have seen like X, X, excerpts from the uh, documentary and it seems like that was his plan like he he was saying like his he didn't think his body could mm-hmm. go through it anymore like so he did plan for the roman match to be his end like to be the end um, but then he had like a hip replacement or something right yeah dude he can um, barely walk yo mm-hmm. but i was like though he putting his body through hell bro he was limping 24 7 he was in pain 24 7 yo for years, that shit crazy. Just, just wild. sit down and enjoy his life, bro. Enjoy your wife, enjoy your kids. Well, you've done enough, like real talk. And she a like, yoga teacher. She get him right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's good now. That's what they're saying. Like he had the hip replacement, and it was like a, like kind of a, I don't know, ex- not experimental, but it's it's a new procedure <clears throat> that. Um, works better for like athletes and stuff because they're saying like if you have like a normal hip replacement like you're done like you can't wrestle anymore like that's why uh what's the name hulk hogan don't wrestle anymore you had a hip replacement he's done um but good like right um but they're saying like the way that the undertakers was done like that should allow him more mobility and more like wear and tear it's not as because like I don't want to get into the medical because I don't know it that well, but I know it, like for a regular hip replacement, like they they cut your bone and then like they put the cap on top. Mm. So it's like, but the one that the Undertaker did, like his was a little bit, like they just put like kind of like a, I don't know. Like it's, it's just not as intense as a normal hip replacement would have been. Right. Um, and he was saying like ability. afterwards, he felt so much better. Like he, he felt like he could go. And if you've noticed like since, I mean, aside from that Goldberg match, which was fucked up because he cussed himself. <laughs> um, but he has moved a lot better since that Roman match. So, that Roman tag team match that he had was probably the best match I've seen him look. The best I've seen him look in years. Right. And, and the AJ Styles cinematic, but they had. I think they said they it took them all day to shoot that. For all night well, to shoot that. Night. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like it came out looking good. So like, I wonder if he'll come back to do some stuff like that, possibly. Because um, he did say, I don't think I'll get back in the ring, but that obviously wasn't in the ring. So, right. Yeah, he didn't have to I take the that. bumps that he normally would. 
But or have him come back uh, as a manager. I don't know. Like I think he, again, like I don't know. Like whatever he can do to make money, like I'm sure Vince is, no, is yeah. pitching him everything. But I don't know. So Are if this is the end, of, the end of the Undertaker, that would be fine. Because he looked like he done been through hell and back. For, for real, for real, he needs to have a seat. Draw like B. You done enough. <laughs> Um, so UCLA football players are demanding that a third party health official be on hand for all football activities um, to see that protocols for COVID-19 are followed, um, saying that they don't trust Coach Chip Kelly's program to act in their best interest. Oh, Chip back in the news. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of other teams that follow suit, because if I was them, I wouldn't trust these teams that have best interest. Like, think about how many – have you seen how many teams have reported, like, oh, we have 15 players that tested positive for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. We have 30 six players. Five, six here, seven there, 18 yeah, there. Like, like, I think Ab- Alabama, Clemson, and somebody, another major program recently, like, they all released that news. And it's like, yeah, I would imagine so because you have, like – Players together in close quarters, like hitting each other, touching the same ball, balls. Um, <laughs> I just start. Uh, and I mean, like they're probably like they're young and they feel invincible, and they probably aren't, you know, following the guidelines. So, and I would imagine like these head football coaches are all too keen. You know, like they're probably looking the other way. It's like, oh, y'all good. Like y'all can, uh, you know, run this drill, run that drill. Yeah. Um, So it does say that from the document, it says uh, these demands reflect our call for an environment in which we do not feel pressure to return to competition. And if we choose not to return, that our decision will be respected. If our demands are not met, we will refrain from booster activities, recruiting events and all football related promotional activities. Um, the decision to return to training amidst the global pandemic has put us, the student athletes, on the front lines of a battle that we as a nation have not yet been able to win. We feel that as some of the first members of our community to attempt to return to normalcy, we must have assurances that allow us to make informed decisions and be protected regardless of our decision. Which means fair. Yeah. You know, all the all these schools and teams worried about is just all on the field. Like, mm-hmm. you know, They're trying to get their revenue. Go on the field, any any means necessary. Well, yeah, it makes sense, man. Plus, it's Chip Kelly, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you couldn't trust. You can't trust Chip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you good, you good. Trade your ass the next day. Hey, yeah, you say, good. Let me get that scholarship back. What? <laughs> Shady somewhere nodding in agreement. Like, yo. Right. yo. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Probably hit him Don't up. trust hey, that nigga. Don't trust him. <laughs> At all. Um, so, two-time All-Star Andre Drummond says that he plans to pick up his player option that will keep him in Cleveland for another year. Uh, Drummond, who was traded to the Cavaliers by the Detroit Pistons in February, has a $28.75 million option for 2020-2021 season. 21, 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said on Tuesday's episode of the ESPN podcast, Levitar and Friends, 
that he, quote, definitely will be in Cleveland next season. He said, uh, it's going to be hard to give up, so you can count on me being in Cleveland still. I definitely will be in Cleveland. What he said was, ain't nobody paying me $28.75 million next year. <laughs> so I'm going to hold on to that and be in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, what? shit. If somebody said, you got to move to Cleveland, but we'll pay you $28 million, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Cleveland Rock. Like, Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> it's something there, right? Hard Rock Cafe? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Man, I, go live, I, go, I go live on a KKK farm for 28 minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, you wild. <laughs> Not your boy. No, I'm good on that, bro. Cleveland, <laughs> you y'all sure? No, I'm good. I am good. I can't bring my kids to that shit. I'm straight. You can't bring it. You can leave your kids home. Just send them, wire the money back. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Brooklyn Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie caused a minor stir on Twitter while responding to a graphic that depicts sports ranked by difficulty. He retweeted the tweet saying, Football ain't harder than basketball. He then responded to the naysayers by saying, riddle me this, for all the non-believers, how many D1 football athletes find out they can't make the NFL then just decide to go to the NBA and get drafted? And then how many vice versa? Neither are easy, but the combined skills acquired in basketball are generally transferable. All y'all are doing is focusing on the capacity for contact based on injuries, which are obviously going to be higher in a sport based on hitting people. Facebook emoji. So I'll read off the the rankings and then I'll ask you a couple questions. So according to unbiased American sports, which sounds fake and made up, um, <laughs> the sports ranked by difficulty are number one, boxing, two, ice hockey, three, football, four, basketball, five, wrestling, six, martial arts, seven, tennis, eight, gymnastics, nine, baseball slash softball, and 10, soccer. They actually ranked it all the way through 60 with the last three being shooting, billiards, and fishing. <laughs> um, so, do you agree with Spencer? Is basketball more difficult to play than football? Mm. I mean, he using his point, he has a point. There's a lot of guys that play basketball that decided they wanted to play football. But it's not a million dudes that played basketball that went over to play football outside of like a tight end or two. Like you got the Antonio Gates and the Jimmy Grahams, but it's not a million of them. And um, 200% more than the <laughs> than have gone the other way. <laughs> right. But like it's not really a fair comparison because there are way more jobs in football than there are in basketball. So yeah. the chances of playing basketball professionally are much lower in general than football and there's more players on the football field yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like there are more there are more jobs like so like there are what 60 what's it what was the cutoff 53 on the roster 53 on the roster plus the the practice squad so let's say let's round up and say 70 per team whereas like it's a max of 17 on a basketball team <laughs> with, with two-way players. You know what I mean? Like, so. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but I would on the skill, that. as far as skills, like, do you think that you, it's, it's more difficult to play basketball than football? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. It's more difficult to play basketball than it's football. I would agree because, like, you can be super specialized in football, but in basketball, you generally have to be able to do everything. Like, you play both sides of the ball. Everybody touches it. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, like, you can get switched on different defenders, so you have to be able to defend. I mean, yeah. Yeah, things you got to – I mean, the physicality with it as well. Yeah. But, like, That's NFL, like, if you can run fast, like, you can probably find a place on the football field for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you know you have a specialized skill where you could you know you're a kicker like you can you can make or a long snapper you know like they can find a place for you on the t- on a football field more much more easily than they can on a basketball because you need to have at least some type of basketball skill yeah to play um so then I read off the top ten again I mean already I can do it again if you need it but do you agree with that top ten? Uh, and just to reiterate, because people are listening and they probably want to answer too. So one was boxing, two, ice hockey, three, football, four, basketball, five, wrestling, six, martial arts, seven, tennis, eight, gymnastics, nine, bas- uh, baseball slash softball, and ten, soccer. I would put soccer up, bro. Like, you're doing everything with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Like the control these cats be having, like the way they can bounce the ball off their body, bro. Like it hit a shoulder that they can conveniently let it fall into their lap that they roll onto their toe and then strike that bitch from 35 yards out, make sure it curls in the top left corner. Soccer's definitely up there, bro. Like the dexterity that you need for you to kick the ball the right way that it curls into the direction that you're going. And you know, based on the wind and how everything is going, that you kick it hard enough in that direction that it's going to curl your ass right back into that top corner. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to agree with you just off of the fact that I'm confused by what you were just saying. So if that's actually soccer (laughs) movements, then that sounds difficult (laughs) to tell. The soccer players, they be getting their shit off. Like, watching Ronaldinho, uh, like, oh, just like him fucking around, bro. Like, the shit that you can do with a soccer ball is amazing. And you're just using your feet and your knees. I mean, it'd be people that are never sniffing, like, professional soccer that, like, the stuff that they can do with they like with a, a soccer ball is just... It's like, wild. <laughs> what do you think about boxing? Players, man, they cold, bro. Yeah. What do you think about boxing being the number one sport? Ken? Oh, yeah. No, boxing. First of all, you know, I, there's no way I can box because I don't want to get hit in the face. Exactly. Um, but... No, I don't know. I don't want to learn how to dodge and all that shit, bro. I'm straight. Like I'm cool. With all that. I'm cool. The boxing with all that. training is the yeah. best part. You said what? The training for the boxing is the best part. Like the cardio and the the weights and the speed training and shit. Like it's it's so much that go into it though. Like you can train as hard as you want to. But, like, as soon as you get hit a few times, you damn near start forgetting all this shit. <laughs> so, then it's like survival mode. So, it's like, shit, I guess, I'm just trying not to die today. And shit. <laughs> well, what Mike Tyson say, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Hey, that motherfucker dangerous. Y'all keep talking about, see, y'all motherfucker, I smoke with Fuck no. Dude is still, he's probably more dangerous now than he was when he was in his 20s. Bro, he... Uh, I'm straight up. It's <laughs> a little fucking different, dog. <laughs> I smoke with him, but I didn't put a bang in the ring. 
Uh, but if he ha- if he does, because he's apparently gonna step back in the ring soon, for like for like a charity fight against somebody. I'm like, bro, I would definitely watch that. Whoever he fighting, you go get their ass. <laughs> Wait, did y'all see the uh, the video of that cop talking about uh, all stepping the ring? Like all the people talking shit about police officers. Like I want to see you step in the ring, and then plenty of boxers came. Like all right, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, switched bro, up his tone real quick. Not y'all, not y'all. Not y'all, real, dude. Hey, no, no, not y'all. That's your job. I'm not talking about y'all job, bro. I'm talking about you know all them other randoms, bro. Like, nah, dog. You, you get the fist of cuffs too. You like, I'm Black Lives Matter. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would Probably put soccer like top five, but and I would drop wrestling down. Uh, shit, I don't know what I would put number ten though, honestly, because I, I know ice hockey is hard. I can't even ice skate. I can ice skate. I used to be. I used to be really good at ice skating. That's why I know it's hard. Like just learning how to ice skate and just do simple shit and tricks on ice skates is already hard enough. And then you turn around, you give a motherfucker a stick and some shoulder pads and something stop on and the they can hit and watch you. out for watch out for that motherfucker that's gonna blow your head off. Huh. Fuck no, hell no. <laughs> and they can use the boards, bro. Nah, bro. No, nah, bro. I'm good. Wait, so I got the audio of the cop talking shit. I'm gonna step in. What's up, TikTok? So I just watched another video of some clown with a camera running his mouth to an officer. I think it was in New York and calling him a bitch and a punk and to take that badge and gun off and let's fight. So here's my question. A lot of you clowns like to do that. Y'all really think we hide behind our badges and guns and a lot of us obviously we, we can't fight. That's what y'all think, right? Okay, so how about if we come up with a system that the officer signs a waiver, you sign a waiver and put your camera down, we put our badge and gun down, and let's step in the ring. Let's see how many of you would actually sign up since you you know, you feel like we're a punk behind our badges and guns. I'll sign a waiver. How many of you gonna step in the ring with me? I'll wait. All right, so uh-huh. that, you know, that's the shot. Now now here's our chaser. Definitely did not challenge black people. I did not challenge li- uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. No, I did not okay. challenge Antifa. What I said was clowns. That means if you're not a clown and you're not one of the idiots that randomly just walk up to an officer because you're in your feelings and say, take off your badge and gun and I will beat you up. What I said did not apply to you. So I've been getting all kind of messages and friend requests and all that good stuff. Guys, listen, it's pointless. Okay, I've getting all type of professional boxers that have been bouncing, <laughs> boxing for 300 years and decide, okay, well, because this cop said this, I want to fight him. And that's the wrong answer. If you want to fight me, that's because I did something to you. Right now, half of you guys are running off at the mouth because of what I do for a living, but you've never personally met me and I've never done anything to you, nor me. So if you want to get in the ring, make sure you have a valid reason besides what I do for a living. So he backpedaled like a motherfucker. Man, that motherfucker was running full speed, talking bro, he, backwards. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, backpedaled me, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just playing, man. What y'all doing, man? What y'all chasing me like that? Leave me alone. I ain't nothing about no professional boxers. <laughs> hey, I got boxers calling me, bro. Y'all got y'all daddies and uncles in there. Black Lives Matter and my shit, dog. And T for talking about they gonna hit my shit with bricks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did not say that to y'all. Y'all don't count, bro. He was <laughs> gone, dog. I ain't like, what is this? Hell. <laughs> 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 Done. Um, so Charlotte Flair is reportedly set to miss some time. Um, according to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Radio, Charlotte is scheduled to undergo undergo surgery, and there's a hope that she will be back in time for SummerSlam in August. Uh, PW Insider's Mike Johnson noted that the surgery is elective and expected to keep Charlotte out for six weeks. Um, Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport. Man, there's plenty of wrestling publications. I didn't know this many existed. Um, but he reported that Flair plans to take some personal time off after the surgery and may not be back until around the time of the 2021 Royal Rumble in January, unless a good storyline opportunity pops up for Survivor Series. She still got the title? No, I don't think so. I don't no, know. no, no. I still got the title. She actually, so what happened is they wrote her off. She had a match with she had a title match against Asuka yesterday or Monday and she lost. But before the match, she got beat up by Nia Jackson, Mr. Armor. And then she had a match with Asuka. Asuka was pretty much focusing on the arm the whole match, made her tap out by stretching the arm out. And then Nia Jackson turned around and beat her up again and slammed her arm and like some equipment and stuff like that after the match. So it was kind of like she was getting beat up the whole day by Nia Jackson and now she's off the TV. So I was like, oh. That makes sense, man. All right. All right. So our final story is uh, somebody that I've talked big shit about since before the show. But, uh, yeah, she stood up and said something. So I I, I respect him for it. Um, but Brett Favre, she says <laughs> that Colin Kaepernick will be treated as a hero like Pat Tillman and, the, and that he deserves to play. Uh, <clears throat> so he said, and I quote, I can only think of, right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something similar, and we regard him as a, hit, as a hero. So I'd assume that the hero status will be stamped with Kaepernick as well. It's not easy for a guy his age, black or white, Hispanic, whatever, to stop something that you've always dreamed of doing and put it on hold, maybe forever, for something that you believe in. I think from a football sense, I can't imagine him being that far out of shape or that far out of touch with football that he doesn't deserve a shot. He's still young and hasn't been hit in several years. So there's no reason to think that he's lost that much of a step. So do you agree with Brett Favre's thoughts on Kaepernick returning? I mean, reaching hero status. And do you think he is already seen as such to the black community? community? Um, yeah. I, I think that he's getting it if he's not already there he's getting pretty close to hero status and he'll be uh he'll be talked about for a long time from this situation and i don't know if it'll be like pat tillman because pat tillman really is a symbol for a lot of them mm-hmm. um for a lot of people <clears throat> i say that and but so it's cap right now i guess and it's weird saying that, but I can see it just because of the climate that we're in right now as well. That's just my take on it. Ken, what you think? Um, I think Cap is already considered a hero. Um, just because like a lot of stuff that Favre said, like he gave up like his dream 
and something that he truly loved or something that he, you know, truly believed in. And that's like huge right there. So, yeah, I feel like that he's already considered, he's already considered a, a hero, especially in the black community, but, you know, period. Um, I agree. Um, I think that in the black community, like he's definitely already seen as a hero. Um, and I think that will only continue to grow. Like I think, I don't, I, I don't know whether he comes back or he doesn't. I don't think it makes a difference to his, his legacy. Like um, I think he's already like I'm hesitant to make the Muhammad Ali comparison just because like that is like goat status, but it's it, it's very similar. Um, like sacrificing the prime of your career for something bigger than sports. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, I guess I take that back because I, I guess if he does, if he is able to, if he's not able to come back, like, he'll be, like, a martyr. And I don't mean that derogatorily. Like, he'll actually be a martyr. Like, he sacrificed his career for social justice. Mm-hmm. If he does come back, like, just thinking about, like, Muhammad Ali's comeback, like, he came back, won the title. You know what I mean? Like, he came back like that. I feel like, you know, stamped him with goat stash, right? So, like, if Kaepernick is able to come back and perform, whether he performs or not, but if he's able to get back in, it's like, I, I fought the system and I won, and, like, I elevated the platform mm-hmm. that I'm trying to, you know, push through. So, yeah, I think, again, just thinking strictly from the black community, like, I think that he's already seen as a hero. The larger population, I think the tide is turning. Like, I think that people are realizing now, like, oh, he had a fucking point. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, and all these people, like, now come out, like, oh, well, you know, peaceful protest, like, that's the way to go. You know, like, people are going to latch on to him. Is like, he Trump? That type of shit. Is he Trump turn around I don't, and say I don't, that I, don't give, I don't give a fuck what he had to say. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Not to cut you off, but fuck that. Um, I, I don't give a shit case. what he had to say. Like, whatever he's saying is disingenuous. And of course it is. Like it, it does, like we don't need to amplify it. He already has a large enough platform. Fuck him. Fuck him. But anyway, yeah, I, I I do think that he is reaching. Like I think that people are going to like probably, you know, some people are going to have an issue with comparing him to Pat, Pat Tillman. But I do think that it. it I mean, it's it's, it's, it's similar at least. It's not it's not a one one comparison, but it's it's right. a similar. Yeah. Like this, we get what you're process. trying. To, we, we get what you're the 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 idea. Exactly. <laughs> we get it. Um, but that is our last topic. Uh, for the about, blow the whistle. Um, Sam wanted me to blow the whistle on Sammy Guevara. Okay. From uh, AEW. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Let's, let's do this correctly. Cute <laughs> drop. Let, let me find what he said real quick. Well, I she I, I have it in my head what he said, but I'm just finding. All right, now, that's enough out of you. You know what? Tee his ass up. I'm blowing a whistle, whistle on AEW wrestler Sammy, I think his name is Guevara. Or, yeah. Anyways, this nasty motherfucker. Um, so he came out with an apology recently because a clip of him on somebody's podcast talking about his interaction when he was trying out for uh, wrestling and he ran across Sasha Banks. His initial reaction was, 
she was so attractive that he could just rape her right there. Jesus Christ. Jesus. What the fuck will possess you to say some shit like that out loud too? You sick fuck. Why would you think some shit like that in the first place? Like that's some fucked up shit to be thinking. And then these women, there's a lot of and in wrestling right now, it's a lot of sexual allegations coming out. This motherfuckers getting fired left and right. Yo ass should be on that list too. That's absolutely fucking disgusting. And so now he's come out with this big apology. Oh, I was young and I was dumb and I apologize for what I said and da da da. Like, no, nah, bro, that hasn't yeah. been much. Yeah. That's a bit much because then now how about your other female counterparts are going to be around you now? They no longer feel safe around you. They might not. They might. Who knows? But I wouldn't. You saying some shit like that, then how did you feel about me? Thinking for them. Yeah. It's some wild shit out here in this world is already going through some crazy shit as is and some shit like that then came out. Some I'm sorry ain't just going to cut it. No. So I'm blowing the whistle on his nasty ass. And then hope they get him the fuck up out of here. Because that's some wild shit. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. Like, that is disgusting. It's a disgusting way to think. It's a disgusting way to talk about women. Like, it's a disgusting thing to think. Like, I think that he tried to justify it by saying, oh, I was just joking. Like, it was... Like, I you said, you like know, nah. Obviously, I, obviously, I wasn't saying that I wanted rape But, like, no, that's literally what you said, fam. Like... Like there was no, there was no hesitation. There was a, no. I just wanted to rape right there. Like what? What? Yeah, no. So, yeah. And it, if anybody listening to this thinks that shit is cool, it's not. Like it's not cool. It's not funny. It's not like okay. It's, it's wrong, fam. Like it's, it's that clear. You know, it's that clear cut. Like it's wrong. Yeah, ain't no justification. Yikes. But yeah. But take that five. Five, four, three, two, one. Take top five. All right. Uh, so we didn't have a poll last week. Um, but we, what, what was even the topic? You remember, Tim? One of the two pass Two pass so There you go. Um, so I'm going to claim the W. Thank you. What was your I number? Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> my uh, California yeah. love. Okay. We should post still. You ain't gonna just take no dub, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. Uh, so this week, uh, in celebration of the NBA bubble returning uh, or kicking off next month, um, we decided to rank the top five teams. Um. I don't know. How do we want to word this? The top five teams in the bubble? Um, Top we'll, five championship contenders? Yeah, let's go there. There we go. That's how I rank them. Um, so of the 22 teams that are in the NBA bubble in Orlando, we are ranking the top five teams as we think they'll be the champions. That doesn't make sense, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so which one of y'all want to go first? I can go. <clears throat> no problemo. Um, number five, I'll go with Denver. Uh, like their squad, I got them as a dark horse, like for real, for real. Um, number four, I'll go with Toronto. I feel like they'll be there. They're still a big, dangerous team. Siakam is still 
getting like Seattle hoop well was hooping. We'll see if it continues the shit, but they got a solid squad. Um number three, I got the Clippers. All the robots and ten men will pull themselves back together again and be ready for this little twenty-five game run or thirty game run that they brother had. Um number two, I got the Lakers. I mean, because you know they nice. They got Brown in the brow. And number one, of course, I got the Bucks. What you just say about the Lakers? I said y'all, y'all number two. Oh, okay. I said y'all number two. Did, did, did you, hello, hello, y'all number two. <laughs> oh, <Okay. no. laughs> uh, okay. I was trying to decide for my number five. I, I had the Rockets in, um, but then I remember how small they were. So I'm going to go with uh, Boston at five. Okay. Uh, four, I'll go with Philadelphia. Hmm. Three, sorry, Kim, but I'm going with the Lakers. Mm. Like If this was normal circumstances, they would be my number two. But I feel like they've lost their home court advantage. Because, like, imagining, like, a, a Lakers-Clippers series, like, I feel like the Lakers playing all those games in L.A. would be – like, they would be all home games for the Lakers, whether the Clippers were, like, the nominal. And I feel like it's such a toss-up between the two. But okay. I give slight edge to the Clippers. Like, they're deeper. So, if they do get, you know, like an injury or an illness, like, they have more ammo. Okay. And the Lakers are losing a bench if Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard and them don't come. So, uh, yeah. so two is Clippers, one is the Bucks. Fair enough. All right. Um, so at number five, you be I disrespectful. Have... I had the Bucks at like five and shit. No, I ain't. <laughs> um, at five, I had the Clippers. <laughs> so the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm kind of offended. That means you 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 see them as a bigger threat. But um, Clippers at number five, yeah. four. Ah, uh, shout out. Okay, uh, five the Clippers, four Boston, um, three Philly, two the Bucks, one <laughs> the Lakers, the Champions. <laughs> And the champions. Le champions. <laughs> I mean, keeps reinventing himself. Jericho is up there in GOAT conversations. Uh, so just before we wrap up, I just want to say a shout out to Camille. Um, she's dealing with a, a, I don't know, a close loss uh, to her. So just uh, thoughts and prayers with her. Um, and she'll she'll hopefully be back with us next week. Um, for sure, for sure. We we'll love you, Millay. Uh, but she's uh at Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. Because, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's on Twitter and Instagram, yeah, no, add her on Facebook. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, and PSN too. Uh, I'm at Bucksburner on Twitter. That's all you get. Yeah, right. Um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Um, K Harris two sixteen on Twitter and Snapchat. 
And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-B, number three, a.k.a. Ask Catch'em, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. Uh, Child for now. (laughs) 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 This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.